100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning. Welcome into Talkin' Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. I'm your host, Jim Shovlin, alongside co-host, Mr. Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Uh, fresh off a trip from uh, Dayton, Ohio yesterday. Had to go there for a funeral for my wife's 95-year-old uncle. Hmm. Yeah, so lived a full life. Fought in World War II, captured, was in a POW camp, learned a lot. It was, it was kind of cool. I mean, uh, full military honors yesterday, so good experience yesterday. Had, had you gotten a chance to, to talk to, I know your history, but Right, yeah. I, I had not, which was uh, a little saddening to find out just how active he was oh and goodness, what he went yeah. through. So uh, it, it, was, it was interesting because being at 95 years old, he had the time to reflect on his life. And I guess four or five years ago, he got with his kids. He said, I really want to work on my on my usual eulogy and what's, what's shown at the funeral. A 46-minute video narrated by him on his life. It was really cool. That would be. That, yeah. that would be exceptional. And, and that's... That's the way everybody should have it. Sure, that they can mm. they anyway. can plan that and stuff. And yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Learned a lot yesterday. Well, once again, welcome into talking sports. Uh, we'll be talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at ten o'clock. Got a great show lined up for you this morning. We're going to have basketball scores, and we've got a lot of them from high school play last night, both boys and girls, and uh, all the other scores that matter. We will be talking with Mike McCaffrey in our weekly Cougar chat uh, regarding University of St. Francis Athletics. And then at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking with Fort Wayne Comet broadcaster Shane Alberani. Going to get an idea of the Comet roster heading into their camp and uh, ahead of them getting started with their season of play on February 19th. So we'll be talking to Shane about that as well. And we'll be taking your text uh, with local topics at 46862. 46862. Uh, please put TS in the front of your message so, well, we'll know it's for us. And, of course, we are celebrating our 13th anniversary or 13th birthday of the show being on uh, radio today. So we're uh, pleased about that. And uh, it, it's it's been a great ride thus far, and uh, the ride uh, hopefully will continue on and on and on and on. Uh, this is what I do. I, I take my one of my two days off every week and wake up at six in the morning and do it. Although today I woke up at five because uh, we had a little baseball workout at six this morning. So. Wow, I'm sure the kids love that. Uh, was it the first? You said you were getting started here. Was it the first workout, or did you guys start last This was week? the first Saturday workout. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the voluntary thing. So. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, 6 o'clock comes early, yeah. regardless, and uh, no, the sun ain't up by then. <laughs> now, what did you do? Were you in the at Leo? Were you in the gym? Were you outside? What was no, the... in the gym. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, maybe you just make them run around the diamond for an hour. 
Yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. But uh, <laughs> anytime you can get out on the diamond, we're able to have fall practice uh, in October and uh, November or September, October. How about that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have beautiful weather for that. And uh, you know, they, the IHSAA allows for for minimal uh, teaching, coaching, things like that. So uh, you got to go with their parameters, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. We uh, we enjoy it, and I, I enjoy being back in the dugout and back around uh, high school student-athletes who are uh, uh, self-starters. I mean, yeah. I, I'm very impressed by cool. that. But, uh, so that's uh, that's what I've done, so my nap will come hopefully after the show's over. <laughs> Not we'll, before. Hopefully. We will see. Once again, <laughs> 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. Uh, have uh, all kinds of high school scores from last night, as we said, but uh, uh, we'll start uh, at the professional level. The Indiana Pacers uh, got a big win over the Orlando Magic last night, 120-118 in overtime. They are now 9-6 and six, tied with Milwaukee in the Central Division, atop the Central division in the NBA in the Eastern Conference. Malcolm Brogdon, 23 points for the Pacers to lead the way. Miles Turner, 22. Jeremy Lamb, 22. DeMontis Sabonis, 18 points, 11 boards, one assist shy of a triple-double. Yes, he had nine in the win for the Pacers. So, Congratulations to them in college basketball last night. It was uh, Green Bay over PFW 77-59. That ends the Don's four-game win streak in the Horizon Conference. And Oakland beat the Lady Don's, uh, kept them winless. Uh, and they are now 0-13. They'll play again at 1 o'clock today. So uh, that's what we have thus far. Now... Let's head to high school basketball. The boys' scores from last night had Carroll over Southside, 53-44. Homestead, 107-61 over Northside. Luke Goody goes off on the Legends. 41 points, Justin. And from what I understand, 10 three-pointers along the way. So, uh, Mr. Goody... On a roll last night for Homestead. It was Concordia over Snyder in a squeaker, 59-57. Dwenger, 53. Lures, 45 in the Battle of the Bishops. Northrop gets a 58-55 win over the Wayne Generals. It was Heritage, an overtime victory over the Woodland Warriors, 59-56. Busco, 73. Angola, 54. Central Noble, 54. Eastside, 32. Westview, a 55-30 winner over Fairfield. It was Lakeland 91, Hamilton 23, West Noble 55, 51 over Fremont. It was Northfield uh, losing to Whitco 51-32. Wabash a 63-33 winner over North Miami. Warsaw loses to Concord 37-33. Let's take a look at the girls' scores. And then Blackford beats Frankton. 46-42. Girls scores from last night had Carroll beating Southside 74-67. Homestead a 78-24 winner over Northside. Concordia 49-47 over Snyder. Dwanger over Lures in the uh, girls game as well. 50-45. Northrop 54. Wayne 42. Norwell 71-55 over New Haven. Belmont 37. Huntington North 32. Columbia City beat DeKalb 53-36. Adam Central 70 
to 21 over Canterbury. Central Noble 53-23 over Eastside. Fairfield wallops Westview 48 to 13. And if I said wallop, here's the next one. Lakeland. I don't know what you would call what they did to Hamilton last night. But the final score was 69 to 6. That's a it rough was one. Twenty-eight, nothing at the end of the first quarter for the Lakers. Ouch! Um, tough, tough uh, sledding for the Marines there. Uh, it was Garrett forty-nine, forty-two over West Noble, Southwood fifty-five, Whitco thirty, and Angola beats Cherubusco sixty-seven to twenty-seven. Those are the high school scores on the boys and girls side. But full night of action. Congratulations to Concordia, a big win on the boys side over Snyder. Indeed, Carroll. Uh, girls effectively wrapping up what I feel is the SAC. Last real challenge last night from Southside, so to get that win was big. Uh, South back in action today against Wayne, a game that I'll be going to this afternoon. You know, that, that Hamilton score brings up a point that I talked to Bryce Vance about last week when we were at the NECC championship games last Saturday, is we have a running clock in football now. Mm-hmm. For 35 points. 35 points. In the second half. Yep. Right? Yeah. What? Would you say about a running clock in basketball? Would it have the same effect as football? Is it, you know, shorter quarters so it's not necessary? But especially on the girls' side, you see some lopsided basketball games. You do. And and we talked about a couple of scores already that were, uh, well, three, I think, that I, I recall. Uh in just just from last night, yeah, that the would have been better suited. Um, is a running clock the answer? Yeah, I don't uh, know. I mean, you know, in, because in, in football you're you're snapped to whistle, and you know, depending on the play or whether that goes out of bounds and the clock stops or something like that, you know, to put the ball back in play in basketball isn't that much time elapsed to be able to do so uh, in football you can't control the tempo as well as maybe perhaps you can in basketball and and you probably still have some coaches too that uh, will say hey it's their job to stop us you know so uh, but yeah it's a great point what do you do uh, four six eight six two if you've got a suggestion you would you like to see a running clock with a with a certain margin let's say heading into the third quarter like we do in football third quarter fourth quarter whatever but if one team is so far superior to another and it shows what do you do yeah and I know the quarters are shorter. There's a lot less stoppages in terms of, you know, whistles and everything in basketball. A little better flow than obviously you said, you know, snap to whistle in football. But, you know, watching some of these games or seeing some of these scores, I mean, what's the point, right? Just right. get it over with. And I know, you know, some, you know the detractors the, the will say, well, these girls need to get better on both teams, right? They're only going to get better by playing. And, you know, maybe the football aspect, a little bit bigger uh, chance of getting hurt in a game like that for both teams than, than on a basketball floor. But, but do the kids get better during the games or do they get better during practice? Yeah. And that's just a, a, a question I throw right. out there. You know, so do you... Uh, Go ahead and, and keep the clock rolling. You know, of course, with a lot of the the teams that aren't good, with that, you, they're going to self-inflict some, uh, you know, with turnovers and things of that nature as well, and in fouls, uh, bad positioning, etc. 
So, you know, that those are clock stoppages as well that you know, wouldn't happen if you would have that. And, and are some of these games, perhaps they seem like they're endless, yeah, right? <laughs> because I've been to several. I've you know I've done PA for for boys and girls basketball on a high school level, JV level as well, and I've seen some very good games. I've seen some games that you never thought were going to end. Yeah, and uh, but that that's just part of it. But but yeah, is it getting to be more of a disparity from the haves to the have-nots? You know, are there middle echelon teams that uh, uh, as many as there used to be that oh they're kind of good you know right uh, okay they're they're either good or they're bad yeah and i feel like you know this is really a, a bigger issue in girls basketball because i think the disparity between the best and the worst in girls high school basketball in indiana is a lot bigger chasm than it is on the boys side i think you know we we've talked about just the rise of girls basketball in the last 10 or 15 years in the state of indiana and it's been tremendous but i think they're as that rise has come, there are still plenty of programs that are at the bottom, and it makes that gap bigger between the top and the bottom. And that kind of leads me into, you know, potentially having a running clock in some of these games. I mean, why does Hamilton need to go out there and and get beat the way they do all the time? Or Canterbury now? Canterbury, of well, course, can, used to well, be great. Yeah, let's look at Canterbury. Canterbury gets beat last night by 49 points. That was a team that was a perennial state power. Right. Uh, yeah. Not all that long ago. And, uh, you know, now they've they've uh, fallen on some hard times. But, yeah, you know, because otherwise then you talk about programs that that haven't that – you know, program history of success and things of the legacy uh, to to build on and things of that nature. But my goodness, you know, let's say for a Hamilton, and I, I'm not that privy to to Hamilton's girls basketball history, but uh, you know, I, I remember reporting the score from last week, and it was very lopsided as well. Sure, they don't have the history that Canterbury has. That's for oh, sure. No, uh-uh. nobody does. But. Yeah, you know, conversely, you'd say, you know, these girls got to play games. These girls got to get better. But I think that's what the JV level's for. That's what the freshman level's for. And, you know, potentially, you know, some of these programs are having to, and this is a complete another argument altogether, is not have freshman or JV teams because they lack players. So is Hamilton better off playing a JV schedule? to get better is canterbury better off playing a jv schedule to get better there are some teams that don't have uh, lower tier teams but are still good so Southside, i believe does not have a freshman or jv team this year really yet. look at them they're still really powerful but there are other teams that don't have those that are really really struggling so i i just have a hard time looking at it and goes how is hamilton getting better playing jv teams and getting better or you know so and you know part of it is kind of an embarrassment thing too i mean you know the debate too with you know did the, does the team just hold the ball when they're up 50 well, 60 you know, that's, 70 that's points what, yeah that's what you can do if if the coach is so inclined yeah but then if you've only got a couple of games let's say in a in a stretch of time the coach wants to to work on running an offense right maybe defensive sets and you know shifting from man to man to zone things like this different uh, different sets so you can't i guess take that away from them either but once again the the teams are on the uh, on the lower end of the scoreboard uh 
if if they can uh, get better in practice yeah. and, and be able to apply that, you know, little victories. But uh, my goodness, uh, yeah, it's 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 a tough tough way to go. Yeah, and you know, you're getting shellacked. Yeah, we used to we used to talk to to Rod Parker, head coach of Homestead Spartans, when they were, you know, so powerful and great. They are still very good, but you know, beating teams routinely in the conference, 40, 50, 60 points, and he would still have starters in there in the second half, fourth quarter, and you know, he would get criticized for it. And you're looking, at, you know, he has to get those girls minutes, uh, preparing them for a four quarter game, and he would mix in reserves here and there. You know, he he could right. go an entire third quarter with all reserves in there but he's got to get his girls better for when they're going to play Carmel and when they're going to play you know Heritage Christian and these types of teams and he can't have his girls playing two quarters of time it's it goes the same thing on football you can't have your boys playing two quarters and then all of a sudden they have to flip the switch to play a full four quarter basketball or football game so that was always the debate with Rod Parker as people get a sour taste in their mouth that occasionally he'd have a couple starters still in there in the fourth winning by 65 but you know he wasn't doing it maliciously but he also had to get his girls prepared and work on things that they would need in the future. So all those things kind of go into that conversation. Well, sure, you got to look at it conditioning based on four quarters, as you said. You know, when Homestead faces a Carmel or, or another large school or in postseason play, you don't want your team you know, running out of gas in the third quarter because they're not used to playing that deep into the game. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's tough, but it's definitely a conversation. I feel since we've we've gone to it in football, that is there a place for it in basketball? I, I'm not sure the right answer. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. We're going to go ahead and step out, take a break. We'll be back with more and with Mike McCaffrey of the University of St. Francis. We'll do all that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. Carmen's startup found an angel investor, but now they're asking for a miracle from her development team. Hello, this is Carmen. That's exciting news. I guess we could launch early. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply.
Beachcombing, baking cookies, learning French. Aren't these what you'd rather be doing than thinking about your Medicare prescriptions? Well, Walgreens is here to help you get back to it with convenient refill and pickup options, expert pharmacists to answer all your questions, and Medicare copays as low as zero dollars. Zero. Which is also the number of cares in the world you'll have as you stroll the beach, eating cookies, and speaking French. Oh la la. Walgreens. Zero dollar copays apply to tier one generic drugs and select plans where Walgreens is a preferred pharmacy. The COVID-19 vaccine is here. It's safe, effective, and it's our shot, Hoosiers. Seniors, long-term care residents, healthcare workers, and first responders are now eligible. If you or someone you know qualifies, go to OurShot.in.gov. Or for seniors, call 211 to learn how you can receive the vaccine. But remember, we need to keep wearing masks and following other protective measures to keep everyone safe. Because it's Our Shot, Hoosiers. Sponsored by the Indiana Department of Health, aired in cooperation with this station. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans and your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. Even if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, January 23rd, 2021. Found out this morning that we lost Larry King early this morning. Uh, used to listen to him overnight when I worked my... 18 years of third shift and uh, would listen to his interviews and what an outstanding uh, interviewer he was and would make the guests the stars of the show at all times and that's uh, that's the epitome of somebody that does that uh, so well but uh, rest in peace Mr. Larry King so onward we go as we are uh, Giving you talking sports this morning, uh, talking local sports of all sorts. We are going to head to the talking sports phone line presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water because on the talking sports phone line is none other than Mr. Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Jim. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary to you, my friend. Well, thank you. 13 years of doing this and getting up at 6 o'clock every Saturday morning. Uh, I'm either crazy. Well, I know I'm crazy, but uh, anyway, uh, no, it, it, you know, this has been a, a labor of love for so many years. And, and the people that I've met and talked with and, uh, and, and have come forward and said, hey, we tuned in, we listened, we hear this, we hear that. Why don't you talk about this and that? But it, it's it's great, and I started this show at a time when there wasn't local sports broadcasting on the radio back in January of 2008. And, of course, since then we have uh, other local sports talk radio, and, and they're doing it well. And uh, I'm just, as I said, I'm just proud to be part of that uh, fabric now and uh, part of this community that, that gives you a lot of different perspectives on local sports because in this community, local sports is king. So uh, with that said, um, holy cow, we've got five weeks now, if I'm not mistaken, until the start of college football at Bishop. 
Archbishop John M. Darcy Stadium on the campus of the University of St. Francis. But we still have basketball going on. In fact, there's a there's a home and away uh, doubleheader for the, where the men and women both play Goshen today. And uh, that should be uh, at the Hutzel Center. I believe that's a 1 o'clock tip for the men, correct? Yep, yeah, the men will be at home against Goshen. The uh, women will be on the road. Uh, and then we've got Monday, Wednesday, Saturday uh, for the men this week. Wednesday, Saturday coming up for the women. Uh, we've got a men's game we got to make up on Monday against Taylor that got postponed from uh, last weekend. So uh, we'll have another Monday, Wednesday, Saturday schedule for the men and then get on to our uh, Wednesday, Saturday conference schedule that we set up from the beginning. Uh, we'll be After Monday, we'll be caught up on the games that we've had to, to postpone and make up. So it'll just be... Uh, Wednesday, Saturday, clearing out for the rest of the, the next three or four weeks and finish up the Crossroads League schedule and then see where the tips fall. Uh, play a conference tournament. Hopefully we can make some noise and uh, get a spot in the, in the postseason if we can get on a hot, hot uh, run here over the next few weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, a grueling part of the Crossroads League schedule for both uh, the, the men and women, that's for sure. Both play Goshen today. Uh, the men, 15-5. Uh, and five. Now, they've, they've lost three in a row, but... Uh, Host Goshen, who are three and sixteen, one and nine in uh, the Crossroads League, and then the Lady Cougars head to Goshen and play uh, Goshen there, uh, who are five and thirteen, three and six in uh, in Crossroads League play for Goshen. And uh, now we have men's and women's track and field. There's an invitational at uh, Indiana Wesleyan that uh, the Cougars are part of today. Correct. Yeah, it started yesterday, um, and, you know, with the the COVID protocols, a little different format. So uh, today they're mostly at Indiana Wesleyan. It's kind of they've split it between Indiana Wesleyan and Taylor University, both campuses, um, in order to use both indoor facilities, uh, be able to spread out the events, not have everybody in the building at the same time. So uh, kudos to our indoor track and field kind of committee in the Crossroads League for coming up with a format where we can get this conference meet in uh but no we're down there and uh making some noise saw a bunch of uh, prs yesterday which is great uh got some throwers and some jumpers that are down there doing their thing and then today we'll get into more of the running events um and and hopefully i mean this is a program that's been certainly climbing for us uh st francis you know you go back a few years and you know, we had maybe 30 or 35 kids total between the program and, and uh, Kyle Allison and Corey Birchmeyer, our track and cross-country coaches, have, have built this thing up to something where kids want to come here. And so we've got about 80 kids now that are participating in those two programs. And it's uh, it's great to see uh, these kids work hard. They don't have a facility on campus, so it's logistically challenging for them. We're over at Turnstone or we're working with pole vaulters and things in town. So. I uh, love when this team can see some success because I know all the adversity that they go through and uh, not not having a facility to, to get better at on our campus uh, certainly provides challenges for them, but they're, they they stick it out, they get after it, and, and they're doing great. And so I hope they get some more uh, personal marks and maybe get some qualifiers down there today. What about the rest of the spring sports, Mike? Are we still on track uh, for all of those? Yeah, we are. Uh, baseball is getting ready to go here in a couple weeks. I think Butch is heading down to Kentucky or Tennessee uh, down to play. I think it's uh, the 5th of February might be his first game where they're going to go down and, and get some in. But yeah, we're, you know, we're looking at the schedules and we're trying to provide flexibility so that we can get our conference games in first and foremost. Um, that's, that's obviously the priority for us. Non-conference games are fun, but we want to make sure we get the Crossroads League games in. So we're, 
looking at schedules and how to handle. I mean, if anyone knows how to juggle schedules, it's baseball and softball coaches. So it's uh, no nothing new for them, but obviously with some some different elements regarding COVID and things like that, and that we got to look into. But my hope is that baseball and softball, you know, we may have a positive test here or there, but I think the fact that it's outside and just the way you can structure your practices, we could avoid kind of the contact tracing thing that usually takes out multiple people at a time. So that's the hope that, that once we get outdoors and, and the weather gets a little nicer, that we can avoid any huge shutdowns uh, for the spring sports. But, yeah, we're we're getting ready to go, and it'll be uh, a few weeks, and we'll have just about every team other than volleyball, soccer, and soccer in competition, which is uh, always a fun time for, for administrators. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar chat, and uh, let, let's get back to football and preparations for this unique season that starts February 27th at Darcy Stadium. Uh, any updates you can give us on uh, on football preparations? Yeah, so we'll probably be putting out a release this week. Um, I was working on it yesterday um, in the office, just kind of looking at our capacity, and I think as of this moment, we're probably going to have about 1,500 people in the stadium. Um, we're gonna we're gonna break that up and and allow uh, you know four tickets for each of the the student athletes that are dressing on the football team. Um, obviously, our coaches' families and, and them have to get in. We're gonna have probably I would guess somewhere around 500 to 700 general admission tickets that people will be able to get for those games. Uh, so we're working on kind of how we release those. It'll all be done electronically and digitally through our website, so we won't have. You know, you know, we won't walk up to the gate and buy a ticket. You'll have to do it ahead of time, and then we'll scan everything at the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, we're working on the, the finalizing that this week, and you should see kind of a press release probably coming out, I would say, Monday or Tuesday uh, from USF with all those details in it. But, no, we're excited to, I mean, if we can have 1,500, and then, you know, maybe as we get closer, some things improve more, and we can open it up a little bit more and just kind of, Keep feeling out the the lay of the land and, and see how many people we can get in there. But we're gonna we're gonna try to have as many as we can and make it as easy for people to get in as possible. But it's the it's getting exciting. I mean, the boys are out there practicing; they're getting ready. We got word from Michigan that the schools are good to go. So we're our schedule is locked in, and, and everybody's committed to trying to make this spring season happen. Oh, great! Now, what is the protocol with let's say concessions? And and yeah. what needs a lot of grills going and things like that that we wouldn't have given a second thought to pre-COVID. But are, are there any kind of uh, standards now in place that weren't before? Yeah, so we're <laughs> the, the the concession stand, as, as you probably know, because you've been there so much, is normally manned by our baseball team. Yep. Um, and and the, the unique challenge this year is they're going to be playing. Uh, on Saturdays, so they're not going to be around to kind of run the concession stand and handle parking um, and those types of things. So we're working with our men's soccer team, who's not competing, and they'll probably handle the parking and some game-based stuff. But because of all the COVID and uh, regulations around concessions, I think we're going to kind of punt this for uh, for this spring season and allow our dining services on campus to help us out because they're so familiar with running our dining halls and all the different places they do it and they're just it's a well-oiled machine the way they handle the packaging and all the covid precautions so i'm, I'm working with them to see if they can come over and set up kind of a small concession area uh, the other challenge was you know we've got obviously big eyed fish is always at our home games mm-hmm. well this season we run right during the lent season um and anybody who knows big eyed fish on a friday during lent uh they're working until probably one or two in the morning to crank out fish and they've got their kind of mobile 
fish cooker now that they're going around to different parts in the community to set up on Friday night. So we don't know that they're going to be available on Saturdays. With the reduced crowd, is it you know worth the investment? So we're still working with them to see if they're going to be able to come out. But if not, we'll have uh, our dining services take care of some concessions just so fans have something to do. But you know you won't see the the catered stuff set up anywhere on up in the end zone suites. And you know we're going to let the fans tailgate there. You know they're they're traveling together. They're taking precautions. We're not going to monitor the the tailgating. We'll allow them to do that over in the parking lot like they normally do. And so it's there's still some question marks, but we're we're starting to get a little more clear picture of what it's going to look like. So, Mike, what you're telling me is I'm not going to be seeing that beautiful silver tin full of big-eyed fish sandwiches and tenderloins coming up we the bleachers so. in the third quarter. I, I, I texted Tim Allen earlier this week, and he, he reminded me that Ash Wednesday is February 17th, and I said, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> another curveball you got to try to deal with. The busy season, yes. Oh, my yes, goodness, for that. Well, Mike, hey, thanks for joining us this morning on Talking Sports, and, and thanks for being su- such a, a regular longtime contributor to this show, and uh, and let, let's keep that thing going, too. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Jimmy. Here's to uh, another 13 beautiful years for you, my friend. All right, thank you so much. Take care. We'll talk to you next Saturday. Yeah, All right, have a good weekend. All right, that was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. And, uh, Justin, have you ever had a big-eyed fish sandwich? Oh, absolutely. At Darcy, of course. Oh, my gosh. At Darcy Stadium, they have them during football in tenderloins. Oh, tenderloins. Rival the best anywhere. Oh, mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? <laughs> why, why, doing why, why? Anyway, okay, well, let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and take a break. And, and when we come back, we're going to be talking some Comet hockey. We're going to be doing that with play-by-play broadcaster Mr. Shane Alberani. We're going to find out some names uh, that are going to be coming to training camp uh, to get ready for this season that everybody has been jonesing for. We'll uh, we'll be right back with Shane. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. New year, new you? More like new you, new knife. Or maybe make the knife you love look like new. Either way, Blayman's Knife Shop at the shops of Scott Road have you covered. Mark can sharpen and shine your favorite knife, making it like new for the new year. Or he can help find the new knife that is right for you and your unique lifestyle. Blayman's Knife Shop is an authorized dealer for Spyderco, Hogue, Medford, Microtech, Emerson Knives, Zero Tolerance, among many others. Don't forget about the custom knives from all around the world. 
Oh, and gear? Oh, Blademan's has the gear. We're talking Olight flashlights, 511 and True Spec backpacks. And if you're a proud patriot, check out Nine Line Apparel. So unique and freedom friendly. As always, sharpening services on site and 10% discount available for law enforcement and active duty military members. Forget the dot coms and the big box boys for the new year. Shop Northeast Indiana's premier knife shop. What are you waiting for? See you at Blademan's. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, bring it back, a little earth, wind, and fire. In fact, I can hear our guests dancing in the background. Yeah, yeah, he is wearing those tap shoes, too. You were right, Justin. Yeah. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. We're going to let this play a little bit. I think this is one of Justin's favorite jams. Oh. They play these at the Northside dances when uh, after football and basketball. <laughs> yeah, that's game. what it was. Yeah. Okay. Good old Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's timeless. You know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, they played it at mine. It, it's just, <laughs> This is a new one I think you're going to love. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. And especially if you've got a question about... Comet Hockey. I know uh, there have been some uh, listeners clamoring for some Comet Hockey news, and so we went right to the Shaner. We went to Mr. Shane Alberani, play-by-play broadcaster for your Fort Wayne Comets, and uh, he joins us now on the Talking Sports phone line. Shane, good morning. Good morning, Jimmy. Yes, it's it's nice to uh, actually talk hockey. <laughs> it's it, coming up pretty fast. When you're used to doing this in September, uh, in October, <laughs> uh, yeah, wait until January to do it. But, hey, still, my goodness, uh, it's been a long time coming. And, and throughout COVID, everybody has taken a hit. But, my goodness, the comments are resilient. Uh, still with with a, a limited capacity in the stands, and it just goes to show in this 69th season of Comet Hockey that you know even having uh, less capacity than there are season ticket holders, it's a dilemma. But boy, I tell you, it, it's a dilemma that a lot of teams would love to have. That's for sure. Well, you know, you look at you know minor league hockey in general throughout the decades. The Comets have been a constant. One of the few outside of really, uh, you know, Hershey, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, who have gone all the way through, I mean, everything you can imagine. And this certainly wasn't going to stop the Fort Wayne Commons from not at least attempting to have a season. And, uh, they have. And, and so far, everything is going swimmingly, uh, to, to, to have this, uh, go off very well. Uh, but yeah, you know, the, the Frankies were not going to let, uh, anything stop common hockey, their 69th season. Uh, from happening. So uh, that's where we are, and that's what's going to happen. Now, when will an actual training camp open for Ben Boudreaux and the Kays? Uh, well, we still haven't set a date. I mean, there's still there's still logistics things that are being worked out as far as, uh, you know, ice time uh, with the Coliseum and the Ice House and, and things like that. So it's still a very evolving situation on all fronts with everything. Uh, but, uh, you know, this team will be ready to go by February 12th. 
But I know also that there have been uh, some some names, some signings uh, that have trickled out that have uh, gotten Comet fans excited. And, uh, and as far as the player pool is concerned, uh, with a lot of teams, let's say, having to uh, opt out, uh, the pool just got a little little juicier. And uh, who are some of the names that, that you can expect to uh, see in the orange and black? Well, the two most recent ones are Brandon Hawkins and Justin Vive. Justin Vive has been uh, the Cincinnati Cyclones captain for a few years. He's been there a long time, and every summer I think the Comets give him a call and want him to come to Fort Wayne, but uh, he loves Cincinnati, but Cincinnati isn't playing. So uh, here is Justin Vive. So uh, let's hope, uh, you know, here's a guy who finally, we finally get him in Fort Wayne, and he falls in love with the city, and, you know, we can keep him around because this guy is, uh, is a star. I mean, he is a difference maker. Uh, he's a guy who could score 25, 30 goals. He's a power forward. Big, big guy. Uh, you know, he's killed the Comets over the years, so you know exactly what he can do. I mean, he's six six. Uh, you know, and you put another guy out on the blue line, uh, Matteo Boudreau, also at six six. This team is going to be pretty big uh, on both ends. Uh, and then, you know, Brandon Hawkins was a guy who just killed the Comets last year in Wheeling. He signed with Toledo, and uh, we didn't want to see him in a walleye uniform. There you <laughs> so go. We're not going to. Uh, he's going to be uh, in Fort Wayne, and here's a guy who's got one of the best wrist shots I've ever seen at, at this level. And this guy in a full season uh, in the ECHL could drop 50 on you. So uh, be prepared to watch some fireworks from, from Brandon Hawkins. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun already. Now, is Mr. Vive related to NHL great Rick Vive? Yes, he is. He uh-huh. is his son. Aha, uh-huh. okay. Well, yeah. I remember Rick Vive from uh, many years ago in uh, the NHL and uh, quite the player. So, uh, and okay. I had, uh, when I, when actually, when I first was, when Justin first arrived in the league, uh, there was a couple times where I had Rick on my <laughs> tongue when I'm saying his name during a broadcast. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, and I heard it come up, I, and, it, and it might have been on the Sports Rush with, uh, with with Brett and Caleb Hatch talking about the vantage point uh, of uh, the the Bob Chase press box there, where uh, where you uh, radio ringside, where you call games, and they were talking about how difficult it is to actually see the players. What is your system? for identifying players from that perch because well yeah uh you know with with at least with the home team you know you get to know guys you see how they skate um you see uh you know just the way they move you Mm -hmm. know and 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 you know there's even players where you know someone like a sean sablowski i've seen play now for seven years you know, when he gets the puck, I know what he's going to do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you just you just know. So that that helps uh, as well. But, you know, when you got the opposing team, and sometimes the, the only thing you have to go off of is a four-inch sleeve number, uh, you know, sometimes it's just the generic call. <laughs> you know, it's just the, you just say the opposing team uh, has got the puck. Uh, you know, so that happens. Um, but, uh, uh, no, with, with, the, with Fort Wayne, you know, when you get to, get to really learn the guys, and even, you know, and I used to use facial hair. Uh, Taylor Crunk had a huge beard, so hey, if I saw that huge beard, I knew it was Taylor Crunk. So it's little identifiers like that uh, that really help you out. Yeah, because I filled in for Bob just a one time against Dayton, and uh, 
oh my goodness, it was a case where you look down on the ice and you try to remember who the center is because when when you're lining up for a faceoff, you don't have the number on the back staring you in the face. Like you said, it's that little four-inch sleeve number. And then you got to check and see who the line mates are that might have a number facing you to, to know who it is. And then, you know, God forbid you try to ID the other team. You know, I may have had guys skating up the ice with a puck from Dayton that weren't even on the roster anymore, but that didn't stop me from doing it. But uh, holy cow, uh, you know, tip of the hat to you for, for that system and in identifying players. And, uh, you know, with with this unique season and in everything going on, Shane, uh, you know, what what has been the mindset around the Comets uh, offices and in front offices and things like that and, and just the can-do attitude? Well, I mean, the, the, they did everything. The Sankeys did everything they could to, to get this going. I mean, and they just, you know, they continued to just work with health officials, work with the league, work with everybody, and give the team as much time as humanly possible to make the decision. A lot of teams bowed out, you know, very early. Uh, you know, the whole Eastern Conference basically was out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then Kalamazoo, Cincinnati, and then Toledo was the very last one. And, uh, you know, and not having travel partners was also going to play into it because, you know, you've lost all the teams around you. You know, you're not going to have those easy trips to Kalamazoo, Cincinnati, and Toledo now. Uh, Indianapolis is now the only one. So, but again, that that at the end of the day, it just wasn't going to stop us. And you know, it's been a very positive, positive thing. Uh, you know, we know it's now a kind of a sprint to the finish because you know we're cramming you know something that would take us four months to do into about thirty days. Uh, but uh, you know, things are coming along nicely, and uh, you know, we'll be ready. You know, it's nice that we have we're going to start on the road, the first three games on the road, and then uh, so that buys us another extra week. Uh, to get things going at home. So it's just a matter of, of giving us as much time as possible to put this all together. Hey, certainty there. What's the latest on that? How would they decide the playoff field? Obviously, some teams will have played more te- more games than others. Will they go by winning percentage? What's What do we understand right now in terms of what the playoffs will look like? Well, as of right now, it is winning percentage. Um, uh, they have not uh, set a format as of yet. Uh, but, you know, my guess it'll be short series, uh, you know, three to five games probably. Maybe a finals would be best of seven, uh, you know, because you're also trying to limit travel as well. And, and also with all the teams now spread out, that's another thing you have to take into consideration. You know, if you're going back and forth, uh, you know, for a, a two, two, one, one, and one type series, you know, that's going to make it uh, very difficult. But, uh, you know, a lot of teams, you know, I believe the ECHL has lost somewhere in the ballpark of like 18 games, I believe, so far due to cancellations due to, due to COVID. Um, so, you know, the Comets finally start playing that gap between how many games the other team has played and the, you know, the gap the Comets haven't played any, you know, is going to be a little bit shorter than maybe we thought because Wheeling was a team we're going to play a lot and uh, they've lost five games so far. They were supposed to have 19 when they played the Comets uh, coming up on February 12th, So, and, and they haven't played in almost two weeks. So a lot of things play into this because uh, you know, the, the wins and losses really aren't going to matter. It's going to be that winning percentage, and, and every game is just going to be so important. So it's almost like you got a 50-game playoff series. And, of course, with fewer teams available to play due to logistical uh, issues and such, uh, wheeling in Indy a lot, uh, obviously. But uh, for most people, it's after a while, it's, oh, kind of getting tired of seeing the same team. But from a broadcaster's perspective, you got to <laughs> love that, Shane. Yeah, I absolutely do love that. Um, uh, I'll be doing road games remotely most of the time, uh, so that is going to be a huge help. 
uh, being able to, because I'll pretty much know Indian wheeling uh, uh, very well. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm. Is I'm, Kathy I'm, okay with this? Uh, you know what? Uh, we're making adjustments uh, to call the games in our house, and actually, the furthest room away from everybody's is my daughter's, and that is where I'm setting up. So, uh, every game night, she's unfortunately going to have to be kicked out. Welcome to the Alberonis, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But remember, my daughter also works for the team. She does all the video for the club, so this is not a big deal to her, you know. (laughs) Okay, but you're not giving your wife any kind of a break where, oh, Shane's gone for a couple days. (sighs) Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, You know, but hopefully there'll there'll be a time where I could actually make some trips. uh, So, uh, yeah, uh, my wife usually on those long, long road trips we're down, you know, when we go away for a week, she's usually, uh, you know, she says she's sad, but she's not at the time that she uses to remodel the house. <laughs> so when I come home, it's something different. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even know it's your own. Yeah. Well, Shane, thank you so much for joining us this morning on Talking Sports and uh, can't wait to listen to you on the air. Oh, I can't wait to go to get after it, Jimmy. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. That was Shane Alberani. Radio voice of your Fort Wayne Comets. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be, it is going to happen. And it's been a long time coming. And uh, something that Comet fans aren't used to is spending Thanksgiving away from the team and the Christmas season and New Year's away from the team. And holy cow, and you know, here we are. It's going to be February before uh, we can chalk up two points perhaps uh, on the night of a win. But it's going to happen. And uh, throughout this pandemic, hey, we're still going to have some hockey. So that's uh, that's good. We're also going to be having uh, basketball, G League basketball, of course, in the bubble. And uh, our buddy Dan Vance, uh, media relations director for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, is going to be heading down to Orlando with the team and giving uh, all kinds of information back to the masses uh, through the Mad Ants social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, the website, ftwaynemadans.com. But uh, he's in quarantine right now. Uh, getting ready for that uh, journey down to Orlando. And uh, I, I, I saw him on a Zoom yesterday, and uh, he, he looked really healthy. Good, because, you know, the process has been, in talking to Dan, he had to quarantine at home for X amount of days. Then mm-hmm. he goes down to Indy, and they quarantine for about five, six days, I think. And then they get down to Orlando, and they quarantine for a couple more days before they even start anything. So... Yeah, Dan's pretty insulated from everybody. And, and this point. is following the pattern of the NBA and the WNBA, which uh, have had success in doing so. And unfortunately, we won't get to see the Mad Ants at home on the Coliseum Court uh, this season. But we're looking at November of 21, this coming November, uh, to have things, let's say, as close back to normal as possible. But until then, Dan will be our eyes and ears. And uh, also, uh, Dan is is part of the, the new podcast for the Mad Ants, Inside the Colony, which will be released uh, on uh uh, Apple, Google, and, and Spotify um, on Monday. So uh, episode one hits on Monday, and uh, pleased to be working with Dan on that. And uh, should have a lot of a lot of interesting interviews coming up on that uh, platform as well. So all kinds of fun there. So uh, 
Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and uh, step out, take a break. We'll come back and uh, end the show. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. This winter, join Fort Wayne Sports Station every Friday night for the best in high school basketball. Goody comes off a screen, pulls up, pops a three, bullseye! The Indiana Physical Therapy Game of the Week. Lytle firing a three and burying it from the left wing. Plus, coverage of the girls and boys state tournament. Rebound underneath. There is Caleb first with a two-handed flush. And every Friday night, stick around for the Pizza Hut postgame show. The Indiana Physical Therapy Game of the Week. Only on Fort Wayne Sports Sports Station. With so many roofing companies in the area, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to get the job done. Alliance Exteriors is here to make that decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing, and more. They promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after your job is completed with a lifetime warranty. Did you know booking your roofing project with Alliance Exteriors in winter will save you thousands and guarantees that your home will be at the front of the line comes springtime. Call Alliance Exteriors today, 908-5465. Check out their Facebook or visit their website at allianceexteriorsin.com to schedule your free, no pressure estimate. All estimates come with an exclusive 10-point inspection, a $129 value for free. Book now to save thousands off the last roof you will ever put on your home. Don't forget to ask about their first responder discount. Start the process with Alliance Exteriors, your partners for life. B Windows Winter Closeout Sale. Wood windows, vinyl windows, patio doors, entry doors, and siding. Help keep our great employees working all winter. 52% discounts plus 10% manufacturer's rebates. And no payments, no interest for 12 months. Set an appointment today. Go to bwindow.com. That's bwindow.com. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. A beautiful, sunny Saturday morning. Uh, I'm not going to give you a temperature because it's just, it's cold. It's winter. It's January. It's January 23rd. It's going to be cold out. So, and we're really lucky Justin, Kenny, that we have not had the severe cold weather that we've had in past years. We are just about, you know, we're better than three weeks into the month of January, and we haven't been below zero. We haven't been below in single digits, much to speak of at all, since the start of the year, and we are lucky about that. Yeah, as as, as cold as it's been, as much as we've whined about it, I... Thought I saw something earlier this week that every single day through January up to earlier this week was above average in temperatures. I'll take that. I mean, so you know, could be a heck of a lot worse out there. I look at it like this: I'm a summer person. Yeah, you know, but you can see my mesh tank tops I wear <laughs> even in the winter time. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> I got them. I'm going to wear. Them. Yeah, right. But May as well, you know, you figure January is the longest month. It's the coldest month. It's the darkest month. 31 days of, oh my goodness, this yeah, is right. going to end. Then you get into February. And of course, you've got Valentine's Day. Of course, in which that, you are reminded of in daily. In that short month of just 28 days, three of the four years. And then 
you get March. Well, March, you got March Madness. You've got spring training starting. And it's like, we're going to give you a preview of warmer weather. Yeah. Doesn't mean it always, and you usually get an ice storm during the month of March. You do, anyway. yeah. But, you know, and then April's here, baseball starts, and all is well in the world once again. So that's that's okay. We'll the, the grind of January and February can be a tough one for sure. And yeah, that's how I look at it. We get through January, and then it's somewhat done, starting to roll yeah. downhill. We're cresting the hill and, and heading downhill right into beautiful weather. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply Text Line 46862. Put TS in front of your message. Uh, you got a couple of texts that came in. TS, Shove, congrats on your anniversary. Been with you since day one. Keep up the great job on local sports. Hope to hear from you many more years from TC. TC, thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. It, it is appreciated from the heart. And, uh, and wow, what, uh, uh, what, a, what a great group of listeners we do have. We got another text that came in. TS, uh, could you give an opinion on the PFW women's basketball coach? If not understood, I do think the situation will hurt recruiting. That was from Jim. Uh, my opinion on this is as follows uh there are allegations out there and there has been an investigation there is another investigation ongoing there uh, the people that have complaints hired counsel they are doing it the proper way to get attention to this and we will see uh, you know, and it's, is it, she said, she said, I don't know, but there, there's a lot going on and, uh, once again, innocent until proven guilty. But then again, you know, as the evidence mounts, we, we can't, uh, hurry up and judge until everything is, uh, had its day, if you will. But, um, if, if true, it's very, very unfortunate, but we don't know yet. So uh, until we do know, and that's what that's the only thing I'm I'm going to uh, you know uh, uh, talk about is is it will be investigated and and we'll find out uh, when all is said and done with the investigation. So um, that's that's just about all I can say. And we you know we had another um, um, you know another text that just came in asking about the report uh, uh, by the Indy Star this week as well. So, uh, you know, that's all we that's all we know and all we can talk about. And, um, you know, until then, uh, the head coach, Niecy Nelson, she's been a guest on this show. And uh, early on in, in her uh, tenure here at, uh, at when it was IPFW uh, and Lady Don's and uh, had a great conversation. So uh, but allegations are, are, are that. Uh, and we will uh, we will see what happens. Four six eight six two four six eight six two. Put TS in the front of your message as we end the show this morning. Once again, it's our you know this show started about thirteen years ago, and it was to give student athletes and athletes maybe not the leading scorer on the team, but maybe perhaps the second leading scorer who still deserve publicity and accolades. We try to give those. Uh, performers, those athletes, uh, their publicity, their day in the sun on Talking Sports. Uh, and we hope we have uh, entertained and informed over the years, and we want to continue to do so. 
Uh, we've had a, a, a great opportunity here with 1380 and the fan and everybody involved coming in every Saturday morning and able to broadcast to you uh, local sports of all sorts. I mean, we've had everybody from Mr. Rasmussen, the uh, the founder of ESPN, to, uh, you know, all kinds of, of different athletes. We've talked curling. We've talked BMX bike racing and the, the big four, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, uh, collegiate sports and soccer and everything. And it's, it's just been a blast doing it. And we want to continue that as well. So uh, from that, we'll uh, end it today and we will see you next week. As we start uh, looking for our 14th birthday or our 14th anniversary sometime next January. But uh, till then, let's uh, let's have 52 more weeks of talking sports with Jim and Justin. And we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, have a great week, everybody. So finish your whiskey or beer. Here is Greg Thomas with your latest Mortgage Minute, where you can gain an Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.